0: Welcome to the 813 Discussion. The 813 Discussion is a weekly podcast dedicated to helping our listeners learn to live joyfully by using the truth of God's Word to transform their thinking and thrive. From the home office of Hope Learning Academy in Southern California and the headquarters of 4LE Clothing in Arizona, here's your hosts, Samantha Opp and Pastor Paul Kruger.
1: Welcome back to the 813 Discussion, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Um, we're your hosts. I'm Samantha Op, and this is Pastor Paul Krueger.
2: Episode 21, 500 downloads. I'm excited.
1: Oh my gosh, 500. 100. I didn't even, I haven't checked in a few weeks because I've been thank moving. You, listeners,
2: so. Thank you, supporters. And yes. we hope this is relevant and that this is blessing your life.
1: Thank you, everyone. Amazing. So amazing. Um, how are you, Paul?
2: I'm good. Sam, that's a really cool background you have there.
1: Why, thank so, you. I just it was you, just sent to me.
2: <laughs> so those of you that just listened, which is fine. Um, this yeah. is a podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you were watching, you would see that Sam and I have now have matching backgrounds for um that are styled and branded off after the 813 discussion. So Mm-hmm. Um part of that is because we want to look snazzy and cool and up to date with our podcast but the other reason is a blessing cuz Sam is moving into as is unpacking in her new yeah. house which is a blessing yes. and you're trying yes. to find your new podcasting spot in your new digs Yeah
1: uh-huh yeah cool um but world. you know what i i'm totally digging this sitting on the floor against the wall so our backgrounds can match Right. So, you know, God has a plan for everything.
2: Does. Yeah. Truth. In fact, I um, ask your friend Hunter about God's plan in mm-hmm. her uh, mother in law's life. So, you're oh, really yeah. sure about that?
1: Yes. Um, so, and we have permission to talk about this because Therese is just an open book. She's not private at all. Um, shout out to you, Therese. And, sure. um, Yeah. So Therese recently found out that she has breast cancer. Um, and it's been very scary, obviously the waiting game, waiting for, you know, the test result for the biopsy and then, okay, you get the diagnosis and then, you know, the, the hormone markers or, you know, waiting for those. And I don't know what everything is obviously, but, um, so we do, we are praying for Therese everyone. So Mm -hmm. put her on your list to pray for, but, um, her hormone markers did come back and, um, she had, they needed at least one positive out of the three, but she actually had two. So that is just such a blessing from God. Thank you, Jesus. And, um, she met with the surgeon yesterday. This is like the most recent update that I have. Um, and the surgeon said, you know, it's, it's, it's not that big. It's, you know, a small mass. So, um, very cool,
2: Mm -hmm. not not aggressive, yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to thank yeah. Hunter and Therese for sharing too in oh, the yeah. discussion Discussions um Facebook group. Cause that's mm-hmm. really Sam and my desire is that as people have needs or have prayer, and, and you don't have to go into detail on there, you can share just vaguely if you wanna mm-hmm. keep something confidential or whatever. But we oh, want yeah. you to know that when something's there, we pray for it. In fact, with Therese's um prayer request that was sent off to our prayer team here at New Hope. They keep it mm-hmm. confidential and they've been praying. And so I'll be really excited to share with them the update that God's working in Teresa's body and that there's healing going on. And then I also want to share an answer to prayers um, that hasn't been shared openly in the group, but we have talked about on the podcast. My mom, mm-hmm. Sharon Kruger, is, um, is fighting cancer and mm-hmm. fighting it well and what I think is amazing. The thing that speaks to my heart the most is how she's sort of letting God ring this journey out in -hmm. other people's lives. And she, she, I don't know if anybody's excited to go to chemotherapy, but she is because she's talking about the ministry opportunities that are there to go be light to people. Um, And she's got some other things that she's dealing with. Uh, Aside from that, it's like her plate keeps getting added to, but at every step of the way, we're seeing blessing as that plate gets added to. And as my mom and dad walk through this, just seeing the discoveries they're making um, that we all have to make, but that, you know, they're embracing the things, the very things that we talk about out of the truth of God's word here to see their lives transformed before their eyes and Mm -hmm. to spend everything that they are on the kingdom of God And, and, you know, their, their heart, mind, and soul being spent to see people love jesus more that's pretty cool and it blesses me as their son um, and as pastor at the church they attend and um all of that because we're church family here so that's cool
1: yeah and it's just so when like it's just very like inspiring Mm -hmm. you know it just it really is to me like and i Mm -hmm. just like i i I, I get I get really emotional whenever I like see feel talk about like just God's greatness. I get so emotional. I don't know why I'm like that, but I love it. So
2: I think that's the way it should be.
1: <laughs> I get I always get like choked up, like teary eyed, you know, like I was like I, fighting I'll a share right a now.
2: vulnerable <laughs> moment. I was in the shower. Um, I think it was late last week, and and you know sometimes when I'm in the shower uh cuz i have that i have that syndrome called old in my shoulder that's old oh what Sam. is old daughter um so i have i i have old shoulder and um sorry in the country of Tennessee oh my um and so i will let the water run on it and it just feels good but while i'm standing there a lot of times my mind starts going to all these things I've got to get done and all these things that are loose ends. And, and I, I actually felt anxiety. Like, I don't feel anxiety like that, that often I used to a lot, but Mm -hmm. I have this like wash of anxiety and, and my mind starts racing and, and little panicky and all this stuff. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I had to say, don't stop. Uh, -uh, stop. Mm -hmm. I serve the God. Of Gods, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, I serve the risen King who has saved me in all my inadequacies and in all my strengths, they are owed to him, and I had to like really go through the very things that we 're talking about here on the eight thirteen discussion and out of that mm-hmm. out of that sharing came i don 't know if you saw on Facebook I shared out of Leviticus of all places um i don 't yeah. usually share out of Leviticus that mm-hmm. You know, we don't own even our own bodies, our talents, our skills, or we don't own things like my mom's going through with Mm -hmm. cancer. We don't own those things. Uh, We're stewards of all the things that are placed in our paths. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just think it's so cool what's developing here uh, with the 813 discussion and our community where we can be vulnerable and we can share Mm -hmm. and we can be supported and we can be loved and we can be encouraged to seek first the kingdom of God. And yeah. his righteousness, because we need his, not ours, because ours is filthy and mm-hmm. pretty pretty cool,
1: yeah, so I know I love a little
2: bit of a rabbit trail, but I think it all goes together
1: well, no, it definitely does, and like the our our um the facebook group i I love having the Facebook group, and I hope that it really grows and gets to a place of like constant banter on there um because i know some people a lot of people just scroll on facebook and they come across a post and they don't you know engage or anything yeah, sure. like that and that's totally fine i i'm guilty of it all the time but um no i definitely hope that it really gets to a place of like constant interaction and you know just relationships being built and you know people can really um you know take away from it and God can speak to them through, you know, the posts that we do on there. And I mean, and you know, and to like ask for prayer, I, I know sometimes it's like, cause I get like this all the time where I'm like, no, like other people should be asking for prayer more than I need to. Right. Like I always do that, but I just used it the other day. I I Mm -hmm. definitely just did the other day. And Sam and I I... are going
2: to try to be vulnerable in front of everybody like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I was talking to Sam on the phone when she was going through the anxiety of that moment. And I said, you know what, put it out there about your eyeball getting stabbed by Smith." Yeah. I really, I want to, I want
1: to share that. I want to share that on here really quick. What happened? Because anybody who knows me knows that I have horrible health anxiety, any little twinge, I freak out. And so to actually have Something uh, snow poked me very hard in my eye when we were sleeping. And I woke up at just the worst pain I've ever felt. I couldn't open it. I couldn't close it. Like it was just uh, gushing with water, you know, and I, it was burning just the worst sensation I've ever felt. And then, you know, I went to try to go check on it. I thought there was a chunk taken out of it. Like, but it was just this big, like, like, yeah, like it, it. There was like just like a big blood spot in in the white, very close to like the color in the pupil. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you know, kind of like calmed down a little. I was, I mean, I was bawling my eyes out at first because it hurt so bad, and I was freaking out. Ended up going back to sleep the next morning. It still hurt super bad, and my vision in that eye was so blurry, and I, I. I really had to utilize the tools that we talk about. I had to be calm and pray and I called you or I texted you and you called me right away um, to see like, if, okay, I'm not going to freak out. I'm not going to freak out about it. Cause I will quickly rush to the ER over anything. Um, thank goodness. I have good state health insurance, but um, yeah. So I, I I did ask for prayer and it thank the Lord was very not that bad. By the time I got to urgent care, it had already felt so much better. Like I I was very peaceful, very calm. I definitely felt God with me during that I whole the thing.
2: Peace, so. The peace, the comfort and and just feeling the presence of God. That's a direct result of prayer. We need to be praying for each other, and that's cool.
1: And I did try to go to the ER, but it was definitely a blessing that I didn't go to the ER and ended up going to the urgent care that I go to because they're very nice over there. They are very thorough. I, yeah. So it, it just ended up being very good. And my eye, like between that morning and then the time I left the urgent care, it was like, uh, I mean, I still had the, the blood spot and it still Mm -hmm. felt like um, almost like itchy. Um, But it was like, at least 85 90 percent better so very grateful to god for that because i especially with eyes like that's one of my fears like getting it's scary yeah so anyways moving well, hey, on but i a lot I about everything
2: I... being open-minded this morning i just i don't know
1: me. i know but okay. you know what it's okay. one
2: week of recording and we're and we're catching up
1: mm-hmm. but that is a great... i know yeah so
2: are you truly open minded is is where we're going. Are you okay?
1: I it sounded like lip- snow. It oh, sounded gotcha. like snow just banged on the door like trying to so get in.
2: Think you're truly open minded?
1: Um you know you know what? Um I'm I want to say yes but I know that I'm not.
2: Okay. And I'm not I'm not even saying whether being open minded is the correct thing to be or not. Um, in fact,
1: I try to be very open-minded with certain things that I don't agree with, with.
2: certain things, keywords.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certain things. So,
2: but our society seems to put like a lot of, um, I don't know, value in being open-minded when the problem with our society is we're not truth-minded and because mm-hmm. everybody say well what is the truth uh you know you're op- you have to be open-minded because nobody really knows what the truth is and blah 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 and i say blah 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 because there is truth that we know mm-hmm. um and and you know if 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 somebody let's let's use what we just talked about if mm-hmm. if stone takes her finger and puts it up against your eyeball, and the sharp part of her fingernail pierces your eyeball in some way it's going to cause you intense pain. Is that yeah. truth or is it something you're open minded about?
1: no that's okay. true,
2: <laughs> okay and it, yeah. that's what happened so um we have a lot of reasons basically that we either don't subscribe to truth, don't believe in truth, that uh, we don't believe truth is reachable there's i mean society today has hundreds of things they could take and say about the truth. So Mm -hmm. this is going to be one episode. It might even be two, depending on how Mm -hmm. how much we get today to Mm -hmm. today. Um, But I'm going to basically start with some questions here, and then we'll just discuss as we go. And we'll we'll see how far we get. We'll go Mm -hmm. right up to our break, and then we'll do um, more after the break. So the first question that we have this morning to pose to you, our listeners, and to each other in front of you is does anyone practice the truth perfectly enough to say the truth is perfect i'll i'll repeat the question does Mm -hmm. anyone practice the truth perfectly enough to say the truth is perfect the overwhelming answer to that and i see sam you shaking your head no the answer would be no yeah um i don't know that there's any human being that practices anything perfectly um, I think that we have nothing but bad examples of that. People love to attack us pastors and us, and the church and other mm-hmm. things. Like they're just full of hypocrites. And I think you've heard me say before, the difference between um, people in the church and outside the church is is not much. They're all hypocrites. There's oh, yeah. hypocrites in the church, there's hypocrites out of the church. The difference is there's hypocrites going to church. That's really what sets mm-hmm. churchgoers apart. And there's also an effort, an effort that I think those that are um letting the truth of God's word affect their daily lives and trying to commit the things there, the recipes that God's written for joy in our lives to action. Mm-hmm. I think that um there's an effort, there's an effort to put the truth in action. And uh, I think I think people in our society, and this might sound judgmental because it probably is, I think we all give up too easily sometimes on finding out what the truth is, or we find mm-hmm. excuses. And I think this is one of the big excuses that we use that, well, nobody practices the truth, so I can't find the truth. But yeah, I think a conclusion that we have to come to um, about the truth based on on what people practice is that truth is truth, whether it's practiced well or not. So that'd be the Mm -hmm. first thing that we establish here today. Um, I'm here to tell you, um, the Reverend Paul Kruger, because I'm an ordained minister, um, licensed for life through New Hope Community Church of the Valley, Grace Brethren Churches of America, blah, 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 (laughs) that I do not practice the truth perfectly, that I'm a work in progress. I am flawed. I will fail. I will fail again. And I am God's work in progress to change closer to the desires that he has for my life more and more every day. Yeah. And so that's the conclusion we have to come to. So the yeah. truth is the truth is the truth. What, we're, what we need to constantly be do is be, be people that are constantly looking for it. You want to read number two there, Sam? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, let's see. Do the words and lives of people shape our perceptions?
2: What do you think? Do they?
1: Um, yeah, I, I definitely do because if you, if there's somebody that, you know, like, let's just say someone you look up to and, you know, you always look to what they say for things, um, or about things, um, they can definitely like, let's just say, like you said to them, like your opinion on something and, and their, their opinion didn't agree with you, but you look up to them so much, you can kind of start being like, okay, well, you know, um, I'm going to take what you say because I look up to you. Does that make sense? It makes a
2: lot of sense and i think there's a huge risk of that being out of control when you think about mm-hmm. things like social media um how the movies oh, are most per- definitely are perceptions how the whole country mm-hmm. seemed to gasp at the same time at um will smith uh slapping chris rock you know all these things that we use that are are sort of shaping the dialogue and shaping the conclusions that we come to in our society mm-hmm. um, to ask ourselves is the ability of so many different things um shaping our our perception, is it dangerous to let that happen to into our lives, or yeah. do we, or, or are there things that we can do to make sure that we're protecting ourselves or at least being good critical thinkers? Um I've said this a lot, and I'll say this again, you being h l a alumni. Um, mm-hmm. the difference between the students that're graduating from Hope Learning Academy and the students that are being graduated from a lot of the public schools in my experience. Um. There's, of course, upset, uh, exceptions. Is the kids that leave here know how to think? Mm-hmm. They'll Not be able to go past the greatest aptitude tests or whatever. Their minds may not have been filled with all these facts and and knowledge, but man, they can think through something. They can well, think. Criti- a credit of it.
1: Yeah, and I always remember like something in school that you would always like try to get us to. See, or whatever, or use is critical thinking skills.
2: Absolutely. And that's missing you know? from our
1: No, it definitely is because everybody's just a little freaking robot nowadays that they just go with what everybody, what the majority is thinking on something and they don't actually open their mind and say, Well, hold on a second. Is this even right or true? Or, you know, like, should I have this opinion on it? I don't know. You know, you get what I'm and, saying. But.
2: And too many times people are deciding that based on how influential the person they're listening to is. Right, well, you exactly. Can get a million, you can get a million views on TikTok for doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then people say, oh, this person has like a million followers or whatever it is. And they're saying stupid stuff they're not qualified to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that LeBron James uh, can skillfully send a basketball through a round hoop. And he's Mm -hmm. a good defender, arguably one of the greatest NBA players of all time. But that doesn't mean I'm going to trust him for my political views, my values or anything. I don't know enough. He might be great. He might not be. But I don't know. enough. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it's one of my mine and Trevor's like biggest pet peeves is when celebrities like around like the elections, celebrities start, you know, saying, oh, you need to vote this way. Do you know, vote this way. And it's like, why would I listen to you? you no, are
2: they got their mouthpiece in the first place
1: right right yeah. and it's like okay um how much money were you paid out to uh say this
2: <laughs> well, you were telling me you visited a neurologist before you know um mm-hmm. why don't you get uh one of the cardassians opinion on what's going on in your head instead of going to a neurologist <laughs> you know we, yeah. that that people say well that's an extreme example but is it is that really yeah. an extreme example because mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure some of the uh, greatest issues of our time are being tried in the court of public opinion based on the influence of entertainers so right. we're going to we're going to come back to that as mm-hmm. soon as we come back from our break and we've got a lot more to say on this and more we'll be right back mm-hmm. Since 2003, Hope Learning Academy has been intervening in the lives of at risk youth and their families. The 813 discussion represents just one more of the many ways HLA is helping families and teens thrive. Would you consider donating to HLA to help us continue our mission? To partner with us today, go to www.atriskhope.com. That's www.atriskhope.com and click on Donate.
0: The 813 Discussion is sponsored in part by 4LE.com. At 4LE.com, we believe that your amazing purpose and identity should be reflected by amazing clothes. You can help support the 813 Discussion by going to www.forelee.com. That's www.4LE.com. Enter 813 for a special discount on your first order. Welcome back to the 813 discussion. Once again, here's your hosts, Pastor Paul Kruger and Samantha Opp.
1: Welcome back from the break, everyone. Um, I hope you are still with us and enjoying our discussion today about tr- being truly open minded that's and what we're talking about to
2: the truth and guarding your brain from an open-mindedness that makes you into a ship without a sail that just like bobs on the ocean goes wherever the wind takes it yeah um, There, there's a rant yeah uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but basically
2: when we went to the break we're talking about how entertainers seem to be speaking into our greatest values and we don't necessarily test how they got there we don't test what they do we we do things like, well, you know, I'm not listening to that pastor at church because he's a hypocrite. Well, Mm -hmm. everybody, the difference is some hypocrites go to church and some don't. Mm -hmm. Um, Some hypocrites read the Bible and some hypocrites don't. The, The test should never be in how well people are following the truth. That shouldn't really affect the truth if it's the truth. So we're sort of talking about that. And then we went to how entertainers seem to be the most influential people in our lives and here'd be here be a question that i have um does a family hold up in the steel plant in mariupol in the ukraine in fear of their lives care about what the kardashians wore to the met gala
1: yeah no they definitely don't
2: and so you know we don't even prioritize what we should be thinking about that well and mm-hmm. we it just seems like we're in this out-of-control carousel where we're spinning off ideas and reactions and all these things instead of um, testing truth and arriving at a place where we're speaking from values that we're going to like experts in neurology for things going in our brains, where we're going to, you know, if if I want a hitting trainer for my daughters with their softball, I, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to an equ- equestrian trainer. That doesn't make any sense in the idea about how to hit a ball um, but they can teach you to ride a horse so but we do things like that all the time you know so mm-hmm. we let bad examples basically shape our perception of long-term commitment for instance um what what is long-term how is long-term commitment looked at in our society um based on the examples that we have what can you think of
1: Um. I, I, you know i don't i don't really the only thing that's like really coming to my mind when you said that is like everybody is so quick to just like quit things it's like it's oh mm-hmm. you don't like that even though you made a commitment to it it's fine just quit you know you know what person. i mean mm-hmm. wait what what'd you say especially I when it's
2: that. a person you know?
1: Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's not even talk about divorce. <laughs>
2: right. Divorce is an all time high. Um, yeah. we've, we've got people that are remaining in open relationships, all of those things. And, and yet there's a truth out there that people can't disprove that says that the, the recipe that works is monogamy and is long-term commitment. Um, mm-hmm. and that we're actually designed and geared towards that, but mm-hmm. we reject that and and we've got a lot of influential people out there um, that are really bad examples of that. But we reject the truth because they did, and that makes us into sheep. Um, I was talking mm-hmm. to the kids in the school yeah. this week because we do these same the same things we talk about here are part of our four eight curriculum, as you know. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the kids brought up the band Suicide Boys and was talking mm-hmm. about how they have a um they have a song that talks about killing all the sheep and they're like yeah that's punk rock you know we should kill all the sheep because they're just sheeple and they man they just take on other people's opinions and they don't do they don't even have their own minds and i said you know let's take that a step further and let's talk about how punk rock jesus christ was then and is because Mm -hmm. he didn't say kill the sheep he said die instead of the sheep Mm -hmm. and so that's the kind of truth that I want to start subscribing to Then you hear about other revolutionary ideas that Jesus taught, like, um, Hey, you want to really take that Roman soldiers power away when they make you carry their cloak for, you know, a mile or so carry it too instead. Cause guess what? They have no power over you carrying it the two and the kids mm-hmm. in the school. Are like, yeah, but then you gave them what they wanted and you gave them more of it. Yeah. And they had no control over you. You were in charge mm-hmm. of being something better you're in control of being something better than they were. Um, that That's the Amen. idea behind the truth turn the other cheek. That's the idea behind the truth of love your enemies, um, pray for your enemies, all of those things. There's a revolutionary mm-hmm. way to think that goes beyond the ability of human beings to uh, selfishly affect the outcomes in each other's lives. And we're yeah. called to a truth better than we are. And that shouldn't surprise
1: us yeah and it's obviously harder to do, but it's Absolutely. it's what's it's what's best, and there's a reason why God said to do it that way
2: right. So mm-hmm. who should I not be looking at then for my examples of how to have a great marriage, for instance, should I be looking at Kanye and Kim? Is that where <laughs> I go? <laughs> no, isn't
1: definitely it, not.
2: Isn't it Ben back with Jennifer Lopez
1: oh, um is it Elon oh yeah. Musk?
2: Yeah, is it Elon Musk all embroiled in this relationship thing going on between um uh Amber Tur- I mean Amber Heard and uh and Johnny Depp? You didn't catch oh the joke God. there.
1: God. Uh, you know, all you yeah.
2: got all of these things and then you're mm-hmm. trying to decide what your relationships uh going to be like. Man, I hope somebody really wrote down the recipe to successful long-term relationships. Wait, somebody did. Turns mm-hmm. out God put it down, yeah. so I'm gonna look for a truth that's greater than anything I can find that human beings have produced. What's B mm-hmm. say that in number four?
1: uh, let's see. betrayal shapes our willingness to trust question <laughs> mark. does it? Um, you yeah, it some? does yeah, oh yeah,, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and I think I think we all have. Yeah. I don't think but I'm going to
1: be. You know, you know what, though? I, I just was thinking about this because at first I said, yeah, um, like it does shape your willingness to trust. But I don't think that that's healthy. You no, know, because it's like, just because. So this is a problem I see all the time. Somebody got cheated on in their relationship. And so, in their new relationship, now they can't trust that person, and they just mm-hmm. have a lot of like resentment and you know trust issues, and just make they make the new relationship toxic because mm-hmm. they're bringing the junk from the old one into the new one. And mm-hmm. I just don't think it, it's very common. Everybody, like literally, everyone does it. I was literally guilty of it. Sure. I was gu- I was totally guilty of doing that. Also, I was younger, we but all are at some
2: point.
1: Yeah. So, um. I don't think it's healthy. And I think it's something that people really should be aware and try to work on within themselves.
2: Well, if you're struggling, if you're like treading water mm-hmm. and you're struggling to tread water, the point isn't to tread more water, it's to get out of the water, mm-hmm. right? Change everything. Yeah. To find solid ground, find something to grab onto, find a new way of being in the water that doesn't force you to tread it until you drown. And I think sometimes we go from relationship to relationship, repeating the same mistakes, like you said, bringing the same baggage, being hurt by the same betrayals. And Mm -hmm. we never take a stand necessarily, sometimes until it's too late, to live out that truth and to let that truth inform our decisions, our ability to... Um, discern and decide who is going to be in our lives, all of those things like we talked about in our six part relationship series, all of mm. that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's, it comes all comes out of the word of God, there's a recipe there. And mm. and there's an ability to, to live joyfully. Um, I thank God for my wife every day, every literally every day, it's not an exaggeration. Because as we continue to feed the recipe that God wrote with the ingredients of our actions and our thoughts, we, we grow more and more in love. And mm-hmm. um, that's something that I can say after, you know, working on 25 years So of marriage. So I know a lot of people whose marriages aren't lasting that long. Um, mm-hmm. Our marriage isn't lasting this long out of convenience. It's not lasting this long just because we're too lazy to do something different. It's because it's great and it's getting better. And Amy is going to fail at things, mm-hmm. utterly fail. And I'm going to love her through that. And I'm going to utterly fail at things. She's going to make choices that don't agree with God's will. And so am I. And mm-hmm. we're going to hurt each other sometimes. We're going to be selfish with each other sometimes. Um, but we're going to continue to to reset to his recipe, not to just tread water doing the same thing and flailing like that fish or whatever Mm in out of the water whatever analogy you want to use um Mm. but but betrayals and baggage and all of those things we can't bring them with us and if we do we just hurt other people you're taking that betrayal from another relationship and using it to inflict pain on a new person that makes you that makes you a suspect not just a victim
1: right exactly totally
2: so what's the next thing there that we sort of already started talking about
1: um okay let's see i think it's d right okay bad leadership and information shapes our ability to know what to do and where to go in a am i cutting out
2: you were a hair but i think we caught it i'll read it again bad leadership and information shapes our ability to know what to do and where to go um we had bad leadership everywhere. I'm, you want me to say mm-hmm. something pretty revolutionary that might get me into lots of trouble because this goes out on the airwaves? Yeah, sure. You ready? Yeah. Feminism will not exist if there was great male leadership.
1: <laughs> okay, it's very true. Podcasts, I just
2: raised my eyebrows as high as they would go and made my eyes nice and wide because I know people can misinterpret that statement. But I want you to sit and think about that. If men actually followed the biblical model for leadership in their lives, in their marriages, with their mothers, with their sisters, in everything, Mm -hmm. all of their relationships with females, there would have never been an equality problem with women because the Bible Mm -hmm. makes women equal. In fact, it Mm -hmm. elevates women. There never would have been abuse of the male leadership role. There never would have been a patriarchy. Um, in my marriage, my wife is celebrated. My wife is my equal. We co-lead together. Um, and all of that is based on a biblical view of what marriage should look like. Where it gets unhealthy is when people abuse it. So I'm gonna say another revolutionary thing. Mm-hmm. Don't go after the bible if you don't know the bible
1: that's everyone's favorite thing to do
2: sure Mm -hmm. so if somebody were to take this picture of me on this video and scattered into hundreds of puzzle a thousand puzzle piece picture of pastor paul on the 813 discussion okay Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and yet they only took a part of this black background and they tried to judge the whole puzzle by that one puzzle piece they're never going to see the picture they're not going to know mm-hmm. what it's about
1: yeah definitely um,
2: i use that analogy in the school all the time if you look at a picture, there's a picture there of a seashore and some boats on the water and everything if i just took a picture of the sky just that one puzzle piece mm-hmm. everybody would think it's a puzzle of the sky they wouldn't know what else is in there yet people mm-hmm. do that with the word of god
0: okay yeah. i'm going to take
2: the little puzzle piece out of context because none of the other puzzle pieces around it or with it and I'm going to make it say whatever I want to say. Yeah. Well, that's not only uninformed and not good critical thinking. That's actually deceptive.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think
2: sometimes people re- resort to that when they just don't really want to change things or they want to attack what they don't know um, or what have you. So sorry. Or two.
1: No, it's totally fine because it, it's totally true. But I see a lot of times, too, people will in their life have had a bad encounter with a bad example of a Christian. And so then they put all Christians as a group in a box and are like, oh, see, like all of them are like this or, you know, how can your God be, you know, so loving if, you know, your people like, you get what I'm saying? That type of thing. Yeah,
2: so But I did stop eating food.
1: Yeah. And it's like, well, but you just had a bad a bad example of a Christian in your life. And I'm so sorry for you. But also at the end of the day, um, Christian or not, everybody's broken, everybody's sinful, like everyone makes mistakes. So it's like, you know, can you kind of, you know, take that into consideration? But they don't because they get a bad taste in their mouth and then they are resentful. Yeah. So, you know, well, I'm a shoot. pretty
2: conservative guy in my views and my values. I've yeah. been working really hard. And I think I, I I don't know if I told you about this or I talked about it on a past podcast. I've been trying really hard to um, really talk to this person who shares the opposite of my views on Tuesday nights. We're having a great discussions, mm-hmm. uh, a great discussion, ongoing discussion about issues and things like that. We're having a real a true discourse because i've come to the conclusion that if the truth is the truth is the truth then mm-hmm. i need to make sure that i'm comparing what i believe is the truth to other things that are out there because the truth will mm-hmm. always stand the truth will always is protected by the fact that it is the truth what's right. damaged our ability to discern and discover what the truth is we we chalk it up to bad experiences and let them mm-hmm. shape the picture of the things that can be good We let abuse shape our willingness to be vulnerable and Mm -hmm. to seek truth in relationships, all of those things. Yeah, And and so I think we've really sort of just hit the tip of the iceberg here today. Mm -hmm. And I think that episode 22 teaser that everybody's going to have to now wait for is Mm -hmm. going to now take some of the things that we said that might sound radical to you and turn them into action in our lives. Okay. So if we're bad at Knowing the truth. If we're bad examples of the truth, if there's nothing but bad examples of the truth around us, then what do we do, call and Sam? So next week, right on the eighth, yeah,
1: because we're out. Yeah, of time. that'll be good. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay because it'll give some. It'll give everybody something to look forward to.
2: It will. So we mm-hmm. want to hear from you. Email mm-hmm. us. Put it in Facebook comments, Instagram, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, send us your comments about what you think about this truth thing. How mm-hmm. do we find real truth? How do you discover it in our society? How do you fight through the murk of our society, the murkiness of our society and see real truth and, mm-hmm. um, our and I lunatics, the way we talk about truth. Was I a lunatic when I said that, uh, feminism wouldn't exist if men had been better leaders. Um, correct me where I'm wrong because mm-hmm. I believe my truth will stand will yours? Yeah. Awesome. I don't mean to be confrontational. Sometimes I get that way.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think it's I just I think that it's good.
2: Because so this, this is what
1: is what our pod, Yeah, and this is what our podcast is about, it's a discussion. Absolutely. So let's so discuss this. <laughs> On the Facebook group. If you're not a part of it, definitely yes. join.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Um. disagree agree. Um, there's room for everybody here to be part of the 813 discussion and we will see you next week when we further our discussion in episode 22 on being truly open-minded everybody have an awesome week
0: we hope you've enjoyed today's episode of the 813 discussion if you have a question about today's topic have a suggestion for a future episode need prayer or want to get in touch with us reach out to the 813 discussion on Facebook or Instagram. You can also email Samantha at samanthaop813 at gmail.com or you can email Pastor Paul at paulkruger 813 at gmail.com. Both emails are in today's show notes. Don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button to support the podcast. The 813 discussion is brought to you by 4 le Clothing and Hope Learning Academy. See you next week.